We're live. Welcome back to the Design Thinking Life Design Series hosted by me, Stevenson, Mr. Stevenson, your boy, Mr. Stevenson, whatever you want, doesn't really matter, where we are trying to develop a systematic approach to making improvements in our lives. So, so far we've done, um, we've gone through the design thinking process, we've done empathize, define, this is going to be the ideate phase, but I'd like to start us off with a little bit of a brain game, just to get the juices flowing, because you are going to be thinking today. Hopefully that excites you. If you're listening via the podcast, I'm going to describe this object to you. Um, If you're looking at it on YouTube, this is a thing. Uh, It's rectangular in shape, uh, orangish red. I've seen it before and used, it's been used to like make buildings. Uh, But right now this is just a thing. Um, Some, it rhymes with Rick. Uh, Let's pretend it's in our hand. And let's pretend you need to think of 10 ways or 10 different things that you could use uh, this thing. Can you think of 10 ways to use this thing? Go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to think of here would here would be an example a doorstop. Maybe I'll just can hum for some background noise. Can you think of 10 ways to use this thing? <laughs> 30 seconds on the clock. And if you got 10, try to go more. Ten seconds. The ducks are quacking. That's what I use in the classroom. By the way, if you're a teacher, setting a timer is very effective. If you say like, okay, we're going to brainstorm for four minutes and you actually set the timer and even if they can see it, for some reason, that's just, it works. But... Could you think of 10 things, 10, 10 different ways to use this thing? Like a doorstop, like you could, it's a brick by the way, uh, but when you, right when you say brick, you're like, okay, well, and that puts a box in there. But if you're just looking at like, okay, this is a rectangular box type shape um, that can be changed too. Did you think of 10 different things? I do this with my students. I either do this or a paperclip. And what tends to happen, they can think of 10 things. I, I say you need to think of 50, put a little stress on them. Um, what tends to happen, and I put like eight minutes on the clock. What tends to happen is they can think of, they get like a surge of ideas, like seven things, and then they stop and they're like, I can't think of anything else. It's like, okay, are you still thinking? Like, I get it. I get that when the, when the initial flow of ideas slows down, then it's tough to like, just, you can't just, it's tough to think of something when you can't think of anything, right? 
but like, what do you do? Because they think for like a minute and then I'm like, okay, well you still have seven minutes on the clock. This is called divergent thinking. There is an experiment um, <clears throat> with kindergartners and I think they use a paperclip a uh, paperclip or a brick, but I think the experiment they use a paperclip. And I'm just gonna read this from you. This is from the Journal of the Royal Society of Medicine. A longitudinal study of kindergarten children measured 98% of them at genius level in divergent thinking. That means they're able to think of 200 things to do with either a paperclip or a brick. Five years later, when they were aged eight to 10 years, those at genius level had dropped to 50%. So they did the same thing five years later. Only 50% could think of 200 things. After another five years, the number of divergent thinking geniuses had fallen further still. I don't think they had a percentage. So what's up with that? This is creativity, everybody. Creativity is your ability to come up with an idea. Also, just like side note, if you're noticing that it's like a little psychedelic, I'm, I did not put an effect on here. Remember when I said that uh, where I'm not gonna have like flashy production? This webcam, is doing that to me. But I kind of like it, I don't know. I'm not gonna change it right now, so it it doesn't change any of the content. Maybe it affects you, that tiny little box in the left-hand corner. But asking kindergartners to be creative, they are naturally creative. And then something happens as we get older. Now, what is it? I'm very interested in this, and I'd like to learn more about it. And I, I wonder how much of the public education system, if you went through public education, inhibits or reduces our creativity and how much is just cognitive development where, like if I ask a kid to design me a bridge, they're gonna put like a ramp on it, like a literal, like you gotta launch in the air, maybe like a little loop and like, it's gonna be really creative. Um, but eventually there's a budget and there's gravity, right? So as we get older, our brain starts to like cognitively develop like, a, okay, well, I have to actually take in the rules of reality here. Like what is possible? We, we critique our own ideas. How much of that, how much of that is because of school where there is a lot of times like a, a single answer and not necessarily like it's having kids consume information rather than like creating ideas on their own. Anyway, if I ask my students who are by this point when they meet me, are between 14 to 18, I say, how, who, how many of you are creative? A lot of the kids do not identify as creative. Now, a few other, com a little bit more commentary on that. I think the internet reduces the need to be creative because you don't need to be able to like problem solve necessarily. You should just, you need to be able to find the video on YouTube. So like coming up with ideas, um, I think that with the internet, that's not as necessary anymore. Also, I would like to point out, creativity is not using sunshines and rainbows and like flashy colors and drawing unicorns on the bridge. You can be create like Elon Musk is being creative and getting to Mars. Creativity is literally just the ability to come up with something that wasn't necessarily told to you. So... For instance, I showed my student, I think I mentioned this last week, I showed my students some video um, about a kid that was going to school in Africa. And I was like, what? I think it was, that was, it doesn't matter. I was like, give me an observation. He said there's like 30 kids in the class with 
no electricity. I was like, okay, now give me a thought. He's like, that was my thought. I'm like, no, you didn't, you didn't create an idea. You just observed something. Like, what can, what idea can you create about that? Can you create a question? Can you create uh, an opinion rather than just being told? Because I'll give you an opinion and then you can be like, oh yeah, but like you didn't come up with that. So like, can you be creative? Creativity is not always just using pretty colors with unicorns. Creativity is coming up with an idea or multiple ideas. That's creative thinking. What we're about to do is, fo is focus on creative thinking. The next episode and a little bit of this episode, we're gonna use apply critical thinking. And that's really what design thinking is. It's creative, critical thinking. Can you come up with an idea and do you know that the idea is good? Now, give me six hours to chop down a tree. I'll spend the first four sharpening the ax. Who said it? If you said Abraham Lincoln, then five shrewd bucks to you. We're in the ideation phase. So creating ideas that will make improvements. So far, we've empathized. We've sought out to understand the target, which is me or you it's we're designing for ourselves right we figured out what do we do when do we do it how do we feel about what we do what is your life was the question then we got into defining how are you doing at blank all the different things that make up your life so remember like the life map and if you if you're just tuning in you're probably gonna have to go back i don't think this is one that you can necessarily jump into so go back to the beginning Maybe you don't need the first episode, but you definitely need to start with empathize. What do you do? When do you do it? And then define is how are you doing at it? What is important to you? And what do you want? So if you recall, the day in the life log is essentially what do you do and when do you do it? The concept life map is what are all the different things that make up your life? And then that was the empathize phase. And then when we got to define, it was... Um, what if like if for the day in the life log it was like okay morning routine what do you want at your morning routine what do you want out of this and like start 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 to define whoa I just stuttered start to define um, what is important to you and then the other aspect was looking at the life map how are you doing at your relationships with your uh, friends, how are you doing at hobbies or how are you doing at work? So you like literally evaluated and then defined your priorities. What is important to you? The purpose being, ideally, we got to the point where you picked something. You can try to revamp your whole life. That's great. Let's chill for a second. Let's just like systematically focus on because. Well, let's just systematically focus on one thing and like, focus on getting better at that one thing and like literally applying the design thinking process to that one thing. Why? Because motivation is different than discipline, <clears throat> right? Motivation is like, I'm gonna change all of it. And then you're amped up for a week, maybe. And then all of a sudden you stop doing it. Why? Because you are a creature of habit we're gonna dive into habits next week. I know I've been talking about habits. You are a creature of habit. You can't just easily say like, I'm gonna change this, and then think like, oh, I'm gonna start doing this now. You need to consciously 
and systematically approach change. So if you get all stoked and like, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna become healthy, and like, I'm gonna work out X amount of days a week, I'm gonna eat this, 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 like, yeah, that's great, but chill. Like, can you pick one thing? Like, let's say, in regards to working out, or your health, health is the overall topic. You could revamp your health, but is there one thing that you're gonna focus on? And it could be developing strength, it could be literally just working out, it could be your diet, it could be flexibility, whatever. But can you focus on one thing and if you've already picked one thing, you're probably like, shut up, I have it. Like, okay, <laughs> that's great. Um, and then define what do you need, should, or want to happen for that one thing. So, ideation, if you look back at this little circle, I don't like when they call it crazy. Um, but ideate phase is generate a range of crazy creative ideas. I don't really like that it's crazy. I think open um is better but generate a range of creative ideas that's what we're focusing on today if you look at this little and if you're on the podcast and not actually watching that's cool if you look there's this little what is this a diagram what would you call that i don't know but it's showing the like the design thinking process so empathize define ideate prototype test iterate iterate to repeat or go back through empathize and then it's what's happening is at the empathize phase, this is representing like potentials. So empathize, it's like, okay, I'm thinking about the whole experience. These are all the potential things that I could try to improve. And then as we get closer into defining, it's okay, well, what is actually important? So like looking at the life map, um, you have a whole bunch of stuff and that's like as the potential topics are getting broader, but then you're like starting to think of like, okay, well, what am I actually doing well at that I don't necessarily need to design for? Um, what am I struggling in? And then what's important to me? And you got, we're narrowing, it's almost like an hourglass, but like a horizontal hourglass. We're in the middle part. We're like, okay, we now know what we want to be focusing on. The next phase is, and you see it starts to open up again. What are all the potential things that we could do to improve this? Now, we need a mindset here. And this is a mindset that I talk to my students about. We've already talked about growth mindset, which is the um, mentality or the mindset that like anything can be improved as opposed to a fixed mindset. So a growth mindset is I'm looking at anything, it could be better. It could be 1% better, it could be 50% better, it could be entirely better and like totally revamped. But anything can be better. Embrace ambiguity means being open to possibilities. Let's go back to the brick. Here's a question for you. Did you change the shape of the brick? Like. The brick, I can slice off a little sliver and I can use that as a guitar pick. I could break it down into dust and then like turn it into tattoo ink, right? Or like dye. I could paint with it. The I could I could tie something onto it and it could be a it could be a sandal. Probably not a comfortable sandal. And that's in like that's where we get into school and just the cognitive development. We are quick to immediately put ourselves in a box of like, okay, well, what's realistic? Like, don't worry about realistic right now. Just be open to whatever. We'll get to, nah, that's probably not plausible. 
or that's not feasible or it's ideally it's desirable and we'll get into that as well but we need to embrace ambiguity which means be open to anything once you define this is what i want to work on and it's like okay what are all the literal all the potential things that we could do you're probably naturally going to immediately critique your own thought process so like let's say i'm bored i could go to disney i could <laughs> I, I could go to Disney, right? Probably with immediately in my mind, I'd be like, yeah, well, that's expensive and like that's much less realistic than like, I don't know, picking up a guitar. It's like, it's a possibility. Just throw it out there. And I think by when we try to remove the box that we put ourselves in, sure, Disney might not be a good idea. Maybe it is. Big picture, could be. Potential, right? For like maybe in the next five years, like I want to go to Disney because I'm bored. Not this week, not every single week. But when we remove the box, that opens up the possibility of coming up with as many ideas as possible. And even though, like I said, Disney might not be a good idea, us removing the chains of critique opens you up to finding the other good idea, right? When we're immediately critique, like you come up with like two ideas, like, ah, no, then you get stuck because you know, like the voice in the back of your head's like, right when you think of something, it's gonna be like, ah, I don't know. And like start critiquing it. So then you're like, okay, like that was the seven, like come up with seven things. And you're like, okay, well, what can I do? It might be because you put yourself in a box, but it like, when you ask a kindergartner, like, what could you do with that? They're like, you could break it in half and it could break a window. You know, like they can, they don't have that critique yet now school probably does that which it does which is arguably necessary also a bit of a bummer because then it wrecks their creativity in my mind and also cognitive development the thing i said about a bridge i could be like hey design me a bridge and if someone walks in and like okay uh you have to launch off of this little rocket ship thing and then you're gonna fly over the crocodile pit i'm like all right well that's cute it's not a good bridge, though. But we're not worried about that phase. Okay. The objective is... And I use 100, not literally. Coming up with 100 ideas to keep your best five. If I just say, think of five ideas, you think of five ideas, and there's nothing else, there's nothing to fall back on, right? If I say, come up with 100 ideas, 95 of those are going to get ditched. But by coming up with 100 ideas, it opens up like, what are your top five then? It becomes a lot better, or at least the quality of that becomes better. And as I said, by trying to embrace ambiguity and removing the self-critique, once you get in the flow of like fun, creative, like potential that opens it up for you and like you start to come up with better ideas more creative ideas we need to open ourselves up to being creative and non-judgmental so whatever school did to you and if i say like hey are you creative and you're immediately like no i can't really draw and I'm like i don't play any instruments like that doesn't matter like math can be creative if I said, like, I need to figure out, and this is another thing that students struggle with. If there is a problem that, like, let's say a budget, 
I'm like, okay, I need to, this is how much I'm making, this is how much I need to save. And I don't give you the formula and you need to figure it out yourself, that's being creative. So are you able to come up with ideas? The answer is yes. Now, how good are you at that? I don't know. And yes, some are definitely better than others. But we're gonna be looking at two strategies. If you wanna write down, go for it. I also have a little template that I use on Google Doc. Um, I figure I'm not posting this stuff up. I can start posting this stuff up on my website, which I should also include uh, on the YouTube stuff. I'm figuring this out as we go, y'all. Um, but we're gonna see how might we, and then a creative matrix. I'm using a Google Doc with tables. You can write it out on paper, doesn't matter. Post-it notes, post-it notes are actually nice. I have, um, well, I'll get to it. A how might we statement uh, is attempting to phrase open-ended situations that promote creativity. So here is an example. And one how might we statement is better than the other. Let's say we're trying to improve school. So like we've identified the topic and this is what I do with my students. Like, okay, because they all experience school, right? Like, okay, how school is the topic. And then we empathize with all the different stakeholders. And that's like students, teachers, principals, admin, counselors, lunch people, whatever. Um, That's the topic. You could even like define like what is up, what's wrong with school. And you could say students are bored which they are, right? So two options. If we're trying to be creative and work outside of the box, which do you think is a better statement? And I will pause for you to say the answer out loud. How might we make school better versus how might we make school feel like a field trip? Which do you think will promote more creativity? My vote, and I set this up, so I guess my vote is what counts, but you can disagree and go ahead and put it in the comments. I feel that wording, we've identified what the topic is, and we're like, we know we want to make school better, right? But to say like, okay, how might we make school feel like a field trip? That gives direction, and that opens up like, oh, nice, like a field trip's fun. And then you could think like, okay, 10 minutes on the clock, divergent thinking, there's no bad idea. How might we make school feel like a field trip? Go. Now, oh, we're gonna get into, the, into another strategy in a moment, which will also increase, it's a systematic approach to increasing the number of ideas. But if you say like, okay, how might we make school feel like a field trip versus how might we make school better? That gives you more direction. So it feels like a field trip, like, okay. Um, the decoration. Like walking through, like you, you, you are immersed in something on a field trip or um, it's, there is an agenda for the day. Like there's excitement. So like you're thinking like, okay, well, what is a field trip? And like, what are the feelings of a field trip? And how can we bring that into school? So when you just say like, how can we make school better? It's like, um, how can we make school better? We could uh, have a soda machine. Boom. <laughs> One idea. When you think, when you word it, how might we make school feel like a field trip that opens it up? So a how might we statement, the purpose of it is to phrase an open-ended situation that's going to promote creativity. And when you say like, how might we do that? 
That opens up to, with embrace, when you embrace ambiguity, what are literally all the potential ways that we could blank. So, like, let's say my topic was learning Spanish, or let's say my topic was flexibility. For learning Spanish, how might we make learning Spanish as easy as watching Netflix? And you could, here's the other thing, too. You could make, like, five different how might we's. So, like, okay, how might we make learning Spanish as easy as watching Netflix? Boom. And I'm going to spend 10 minutes and just, like, on a, post it, jot it down, whatever, what are literally all the ways. And like when I word it like that, I essentially mean I'm like, I'm trying to make this as easy going. And like, what do we do after dinner? Usually we just chill and watch Netflix. So like, how can I make Spanish as easy as that? Like, that's what I do with my time. That's just one thing. I mean, I'm sure I could think of five different how might we state, how might we statements. And by doing that, that gives you direction. It gives you, um, open-ended situations and again I, I would say it promotes creativity when you phrase it in a creative way that opens up ideas the other how might we statement um how might we make it exciting to stretch like okay so like how might we make stretching a game how might we make stretching like as easy as brushing our teeth? How might we make stretching competitive? So like the topic is stretching. Like, okay, I want to, the issue is I'm not flexible there. Why? Because I'm not flex or stretching enough. Okay. So what do I want to do? I want to stretch more. I want to become more flexible. Okay. <laughs> Imagine just having a piece of paper. Like, all right, I want to stretch more. What can I do? I would, I feel like I would just write stretch. Like, all right. When you f phrase it, the how might we make it exciting to stretch? Then you're like, okay, I, like I have a direction here. So you think about whatever your topic was. So I'm going to go back. What's one thing you want to improve? And what do you want? It could be, I want to be more social. It could be, I want to develop a new hobby. It could be like, I want to get outside more. And then like, how might we, how might we make it where I never want to go inside? How might we make it where I could stay outside all weekend? Right? And it's like, okay, well, how might we do that? What are all the things that we could do that like I won't go inside the entire weekend? That would include like setting up a tent outside in the backyard, getting a grill, all the potential things that could help you reach the answer, how might we do that? And when you use divergent thinking and embrace ambiguity, try and like try to put a number. Like I'm gonna think of 20 different ways that it will make it exciting to stretch if you need to put a number, because again, what what I think tends to happen is we get a flow of creativity, like I got seven things. And then once you hit that, you're like, ah, I don't know. And maybe, maybe you don't put a number on it. Maybe you have five different how might we statements. Like what if one is, how might we make flexibility uh, the most important part of my day? Or the first thing I do? I don't know. Like, 
You can have five different how might we statements. And if you come up with seven different things for five different how might we statements, I'm going to have to do mental math. That's 35 things that you could do. So developing a how might we statement just gives you direction. It's phrasing an open-ended situation that promotes creativity. As opposed to, okay, we got to like, imagine being in a meeting and you're sitting around like, all right, we got to make school better. What do we got? And someone's like, mm, more comfortable chairs. <laughs> like, okay. You know, like, I just feel, I feel, and from my experience of teaching design thinking, that when you just have a blank piece of paper and you're like, okay, the topic is school, it's very difficult to just list them out. And it's because of the cognitive development as well as school does not promote creativity. So we are not naturally creative anymore. So using a how might we statement gives you a direction. It gives you a nudge. It gets the ball rolling down the hill. And then ideally momentum. Once you start coming up with ideas, like, oh, nice, that's cool. Actually, what if we added this onto it? So whatever your topic is, think about what you want. So obviously for me, like stretching was, I want to be more flexible. Okay. How can I be more flexible? Stretch. How might it make it exciting to stretch? That changes it. That's numero uno. Strategy numero dos. Creative matrix. So you will notice, if you're watching, and if you're listening, I'm going to try to describe it to you, a table or a matrix. Um, if you are... This one is a, what, a five by four table? Okay, so if you're listening to the podcast, just visualize like on Google Docs making a five by four table. The X axis versus the Y axis, it doesn't matter, but there's two different axes, if you will. One is solution categories and the other is um, either person, place or thing. So I'm going to give an example in a moment. But what you're going to do is you can place your if you want a how might we statement on the top left. Excuse me. And then it could be like, how might we stretch more? And I'm going to get to that. Um, I'll give an example first where like this is actually going to be like a little brain game for you. And you got to think about, okay, well, what can you do? And then I'm going to compare with or without the creative matrix, which is more effective in coming up with creative ideas. So pop design challenge. This I do use this with my students. You work in a deli, so don't close your eyes if you're driving, listening to the podcast, just visualize and place yourself in this situation. You work in a deli. Your busiest time of the day is the lunch hour rush, lunch hour rush when many working people from nearby factories and businesses come to grab something quick. A new fast food restaurant is opening up next door to you. How can you avoid losing your lunch customers to this new competitor? So if we're going through the design thinking process, the first step is empathize. And you got to think like, okay, well, who are who is your target audience? Who are all the potential people that I'm designing for? I work in a deli. Um, the people that are coming usually during lunch are working people. Um, we said like the elderly who aren't working. Um 
prime that would I mean primarily be it. Kids are at school, so it's usually like people who work nearby as well as people who are not working. I mean, so you could say like stay-at-home parents, college kids depending on where it's located, but who is your target audience, right? What is your objective? What are you tr- if we're designing for this deli, what's the situation? What do we want to be happening? Um, we want to avoid losing customers to the new competitor. So we want to retain people. So what I do is just say to the students, like, okay, five minutes on the clock, here's a blank piece of paper. Uh, come up with as, as many ideas as you can to reach your objective. And they go. So challenge to you with a blank piece of paper or just if you're driving or even just like watching blankly in your mind, can you come up with 10 ideas to help us reach our objective, which is to retain customers? Go ahead. I'm, it's If I gave you more time, I'm sure you could think of 10 things. If I gave you an hour I'm sh- with a blank piece of paper, I'm sure you could think of 50 things. But can we use a strategy that will increase the amount of ideas? The creative matrix is which what I showed you before is a strategy that you can use that like you just go from box to box to box and it gives you direction similar to the how my we statement but almost like a step further. Here's the example. So, if you're listening, I'll try to do the best of my ability. If you're watching, you might be a little bit messed up because um, the x-axis is now people, so different potential people. So I said before it was like people, place, people, places or things or person, place, or thing, and then solution category. So um, what are potential categories that will get us closer to our objective? The objective, which the my students defined, and that's the defined phase. So we've empathized, like, okay, well, who are these people? What do we want? What do they want? The goal is to keep and acquire new customers. So we, they got all amped up, like, well, why are we just worried about losing customers? Let's get more. Okay, nice. That's good design thinking. So can we come up with as many ideas as possible? So we have the different stakeholders, the different potential people. Remember, I said person, place, or thing. In this instance, it's people. So elderly, pre-existing customers, new customers, and then just working people. Solution, potential solution categories. So if we're trying to acquire, keep and acquire new customers, we said deals, rewards, service, uh, and advertising. And you could even, like, you could do, like, the ambiance, the layout, whatever. Entertainment. So let's say you pick a box here. Let's say, I don't know, um, how can we advertise to pre-existing customers? How can we advertise to new customers? Pre-existing customers, 
you can like you can have flyers outside new customers you can post them up like you can deliver them to uh the office building like if anyone orders food like i've, I've seen like chinese restaurants do that where they like give you fl a flyer so you can like show up and like have flyers and like give them to the secretary whoever and just like hey if you want or if you would be willing please pass these out or, like places somewhere outside where people can see it the, the purpose of the creative matrix is you pick a box. So like you look down at the X and the Y. So deals for pre-existing customers. Deals for new customers. How about a deal for a pre-existing customer? If you show up two days in a row, you get a free drink. Senior citizen discount. If like on Tuesdays from whatever 11 to 1 senior citizens get a discount for new for deals for new customers um first time you come you get a free drink you could say a deal for a pre-existing customer if you bring someone new they get a drink you could say services they thought of like a food truck you can like that'll get new customers like you go to the office building or you go to the workshop or the warehouse wherever they go again the reason being for this, you can either have a blank piece of paper and the blank piece of paper, like, okay, we want to retain our customers, go. You're like, all right. Um, that's almost like, that's embracing ambiguity too much, right? Embracing ambiguity is just, is essentially don't say no to ideas, to potential ideas. But when you use the creative matrix, that gives you a format and it gives you direction. So you can go from each box rewards for the elderly or service for the elderly like delivery service for pre-existing customers and let's even like ambiance uh like potential music they said like my students said before like they get to whoever comes in gets to like pick the music that's playing you know like going from box to box when you're like okay i'm gonna spend five minutes just on potential deals for the elderly then I'm going to go to the next box, potential deals for pre-existing customers. What can this potentially look like for you? I said for my creative matrix, and if you'll notice, and sorry if this is a little mental trip for you, the x-axis is solution categories. So what are potential categories that will increase uh, my flexibility or improve my flexibility, or in this instance, make me excited to stretch? There's only one person place or thing really and it's just me if you can think like let's say if if your creative matrix was how can i be more social you could like literally do your different friends you could do different friend groups you could do like family high school friends college friends work friends and then whatever the solution categories are for the stretching my solution categories were games rewards platforms and then social so I went from, and if I'm tr it's trying to make me excited to stretch. What are games that I could put, any game that I could do, any, any fun activity that is connected with stretching? I just spent, I didn't literally, but you could spend like five minutes. Like, okay, what are all the potential games? Like, can you come up with games? I said like playing Twister. Uh, my wife names a pose and I have to do it. Um, I have to balance an egg and a spoon in my mouth while I'm stretching. You know, like just that makes it a little bit more fun. 
I don't know, like maybe that makes it stressful. But like by doing stretches and I also have to bounce an egg in my mouth, like that turns it into like, this isn't just a chore, like this is a fun game. And if I can do it with someone else, makes it even better. Uh, pose scramble, I have a bunch of index cards and I just like, okay, today I'm doing bam, 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 makes it a game. Spend five minutes and just think about in this box, what are games that I could do? And then once that's done, and it's always to get back to that, how might we or the objective, what are potential rewards that I could get by stretching that will make me more excited to stretch? I just said like, I could get a mochi dessert. I, I don't know if you know those things, it's like dough with ice cream in the middle. It's very good. Or like a tasty beverage. So it could be like coffee, like, oh, something that I would drink normally. Coffee, tea, lemon water, whatever. Can that be the reward? So like pre-going to bed, I have a nice lemon water that's like waiting for me after I stretch. Or like coffee is my reward for stretching in the morning. So like knowing that, and this also connects to habits a little bit, knowing that once I stretch, then I get that reward that like, that you start to make that connection. Oh, I feel happy. Or this is a cue for really the thing that I care about and that's coffee. Different platforms. So like the other beautiful thing, everyone, is you do have the internet. The internet should be a tool. It should not be like, you shouldn't be dependent on it. It's a tool to help you be more creative. So I just like quickly just, I mean, Nike has a bunch of yoga routines on it. There's a Nike app that's free. Yoga with Adrian. I did it a few times on like YouTube. They were like, what are all the potential things that I could do? Like a class that I could take. And then social media. Like maybe I could do something on TikTok with it. Or maybe I could challenge a friend. Like, hey, this is a in like, let's be accountability buddies and like whoever can touch their toes first wins. Or find a group online. I bet they're out there. The point being, the creative matrix is what do you want to do? What are potential solution categories? So if it's like be social, you could do uh again games you could do social media you could do i mean what what else could you do for being more social competitions uh platforms apps outside like how could you be more social outside how could you like do more social gatherings outside like for platforms, you could say like Xbox. I could be more social on Xbox with my friends. I could say like, hey man, let's play Warzone once a week, right? Games, I, there's like a chess app. Like, hey, let's let's challenge each other to chess. A book club. What, and so like when you, the solution category, when you focus on that, like games with friends for five minutes, what are games that I could play with my friends? The purpose of the creative matrix is to give you direction, pick a box, chill in it for five minutes, come up with as many ideas as possible, go on to the next box. This, I would argue, is far more effective than just having a blank piece of paper. So you have to think about like, what is your topic and what did you want to improve? The purpose of the creative matrix is all potential ways of this. So like, if you were saying like, I want to develop a new hobby, you could do like outdoors, indoors, you could do like music, you could do reading, you, like whatever the solution categories are. And then 
person, place, or thing. Usually, I feel like with, with this instance, because it's designing for ourselves, it's just for you. So like you might have multiple of the person, place, or thing categories, but you don't necessarily need it. Now, we're going to eventually, and like I'm hesitant, I'm not gonna dive too deep into this, but I'll just like give insight into like where we're going with this. Come up with a hundred ideas that's going to help you get closer to your objective. What we're then going to do is evaluate our ideas. Desirability, vi viability, feasibility. Is it viable, is it feasible, is it desirable? Desirable is like, do you want to do that? Cool. Feasible, is it possible to even make it happen? Like going to Disney, like that's not feasible for me because I can't afford it, for instance, right? Viable is what if it's implemented, will it be successful? Will it accomplish the objective? The goal is to have something that's desirable, feasible, and viable. That's for next. Up next, we're going to get into the prototype. So we're going to be diving into research on habits. I'm going to be teaching you more about habits. What are they? Um, what role does it play in your life? And then ideally, um, your knowledge of habits you can start to implement a prototype. So I'm like, okay, this is the behavior that I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to do it. This is when I'm going to do it. And I'm going to like, sh I'm going to create this habit. One thing, don't worry about that yet. I'm just giving you insight into what's happening next week. What, what are you gonna do? When are you gonna do it? How can you measure success? That's prototype. For this week, either, I, I would recommend using both. Try to think of a creative matrix so how my we statement what are potential categories uh that a solution categories we'll call them and then person place or thing if there's just one like if it's literally just you cool um it could be multiple but like it could be places around your house so in the kitchen in the bedroom in the living room whatever that and work on how my we statements so the goal is to come up with as many, as many ideas as possible. So then next week, we can start to zero in on what, what are your best ideas? What are you gonna do? When are you gonna do it? Okay. So you do have homework. You can spend multiple days on it. This is, it's spread out for a reason. You can spend the week. So like each day, maybe you have a how might we statement where you're just like, okay, what are all the potential things I could do for blank? up to you. You don't have to do anything really. I mean, like, again, this is the nice thing. This is totally free and it's not actually a class as in like, you're not getting a grade. If you want to do it, great. All right. I'll see you next week.